get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The voice of the St. Louis Blues here on 101 ESPN is Chris Kerber. He got a chance to go and see his favorite uh, football team uh, last week and wasn't with us, but now he is back in St. Louis. And uh, first of all, Kerbs, good morning. How you doing? Kerbs. How are you? There you are. I got you guys there? We're here. Yes, sir. Yes. I'm doing awesome today. How are you guys? Good. Hey, tell us about the vibe, The what what it was like to go to that soccer game last weekend. Uh, we actually we caught two of them. We saw Fulham play Brentford in, at the cottage in in uh, in Fulham, and then we saw uh, we went to Chelsea West Ham at Olympic Stadium, and uh, it, it it really is a different experience. I to, to me like Chelsea West Ham felt like I was sitting in the bleachers, kind of at old school Yankees Red Sox. I mean that it was it was nuts. Um, you know, Fulham kind of got handled pretty good by Brentford, so the atmosphere was a little subdued. But uh, they—it's it's really just about the game. There's not—you're not allowed that beer or liquor in the stands. Uh, you can drink them on a the concourse. So during halftime, people get to the concourse, and then it's just a pound fest, right? <laughs> and then you—but uh, uh, I mean, but you know, they have a—you know, like the visiting ticket section where they sell a certain number of tickets to the other team. Uh, depending on the size of the stadium, you know, it uh, could be several hundred, could be a couple thousand. Uh, the, the one Chelsea against West Ham was, they had an entire line of security guards all the way up from the, the field, all the way up to the, uh, to the concourse, separating that fan section. So nothing happened there. I mean, it was, the, the atmosphere was just, just absolutely insane. Yeah, it sounds like it. So I have to ask you, in your trip to England, was there any interesting food that you got to have? I love to hear about food. So is, was there any interesting food experiences? <laughs> okay, so so this, this was about as perfect of a, of a guy's trip as you could have, right? So I think we had, we had ups and downs, and we saw the horse racing. So man, I got to tell you guys about that horse track, by the way. But we went to Epson Downs, which is where they hold their version of the Kentucky Derby. All right. Then we uh, we did the first day there. We saw we went to the Churchill Museum. Saw the Churchill War Rooms, which is spectacular. Uh, and if anybody ever goes there, I mean the actual bunkers that they were in during World War II. And then uh, yeah, the three of us did still do a tour of Buckingham Palace. But we hit about eleven or twelve pubs over the four days we were there. And normally, uh, I wish I had a better food experience for you, but it was about eleven o'clock at night each night. We're like, dang, we ought to eat something, and we, so. <laughs> We ended up at like three different late night kebab places because that was all that was open by the time we remembered we should eat. (laughs) (laughs) Curves, we asked this question last week. Uh, We were asking about greatest villains in sports history. So I want to know who is your greatest villain in hockey history? Oh, uh, 
greatest villain, well, I'd say for the longest time, it was pretty much anybody that played for the Red Wings or the Blackhawks. <laughs> uh, that was, I mean. Curves. You're in St. Louis. Great. It's Mike Keenan, man. Yeah, well, that's the other one. Now it's got to hit. <laughs> yeah, Mike Keenan. Listen, Mike Keenan, I know history kind of tends to rewrite itself, or sometimes history seems to soften, you know, except for one or two characters in history, of course. But, uh, <laughs> Mike Keenan really ne- nearly destroyed this franchise. Hmm. And I know he was, the, I mean, he got to soften a little bit because he was the one that brought Pronger in. I get it. But, I mean, in a year and a half, he did more damage than than anybody could have possibly imagined. So, uh, yeah, I'll I'm with you, Randy. Yeah, he, he was really bad. It's it's amazing to me, and I guess because we didn't make the playoffs, we being the Blues, uh, the, the offseason is a lot longer, but still the fact that we're less than a month away, we're, we're about three weeks, a couple of weeks away now from the start of training camp, it's amazing how quick it comes around, and the greatest training camp is the hockey training camp where it starts and it's over and it feels like it's like three days. <laughs> yeah, well, the players will tell you it gets a little longer, but you're right. So we, like, like camp will open on the 20th or something like that, and then we've got We've got a doubleheader we're going to be airing on 101 on uh, on the 23rd. I mean, they just get right at it and they start playing games. Now, d- depending on the general manager, some general managers, you know, schedule about six preseason games and that's it. Doug Armstrong always likes to go between eight and nine. And one of the reasons is, is if he has the opponents, he, he wants a, he wants a chance for people to, to, to see what he, he, what he can see. So, you know, you'll have those players that will come in that will be going to junior hockey to the American League, but they're going to get a game to play. And, uh, and and see what that's like. So, you know, Doug has that philosophy that if I can get more games in, we're going to get more games in. And that's why the Blues always seem to play as, uh, more preseason games uh, than most teams. Curbs, uh, with the Blues training camp, as we mentioned, is coming up. I know that there's a lot of things to watch for, but what in particular do you want to see in this training camp? Well, you know what, I've... Uh, I had a sport jacket, uh, so we had we had battle at the ballpark uh, Saturday night, which is a terrific fundraiser for Big Brothers Big Sisters. And I had a sport coat that I, I wore to the event, didn't need it, but uh, you, you know my, my mom always said it's easier to dress down than dress up, right? Mm-hmm. So you could take your sport coat off and get a little more casual. So I took the sport coat off, but inside the pocket of that sport coat was a was an index card, and that's where I had taken some notes from some of the. Uh, post-season pressers, right? And one of the notes that was written down, it was when Braden Shen met the media, and, and he, one of the notes that I saw on this postcard was that, you know, it, he, he said, we never came together as a team. And so I thought about that, you know, looking at that postcard Saturday night, and I, then, I, of course, I kept it. But uh, to me, I guess, Brooke, it's going to be what is done to address that fact, because you can have you can have teams that maybe aren't as skilled. You can have teams you're saying, okay, this isn't as good as the 2019 team or the 2020 team, right? But if you are together as a team, you can still be competitive because you'll fight for each other, and then you want to do that on the ice. So, I'm I'm one of the storylines amongst many. I'm going to look forward to seeing is, you know, is, is do you get the sense that this group is circling the wagons early? And, and to be honest with you, I think to do that, I think they're going to have to cut training camp down in terms of their numbers quicker and earlier than last year. Get closer to your core group and let that core group be in the room longer together throughout training camp. I think that's something I 
see. Curves, I thought Jordan Bennington played pretty well last year. What are you looking forward to seeing from him this upcoming season? Listen, I I just want to see Jordan Bennington be Jordan Bennington. I'm, I'm, there might be – I said this before, and I'll, maybe I'll forget one. Andre Vasilevsky, no-brainer with what he's done. And besides Andre Vasilevsky, I'm not sure I'm going to anybody else in the league for a game seven if I know I need a win than Jordan Bennington. I, I, just, I just believe in the guy. I believe he's a fighter. I, I believe in his attitude. What I'd like to see, I'd like to see more fight and fire – you know, and I don't know. Am I allowed to say piss and vinegar on the air? You just yep, did. You did. <laughs> okay, right. well, like, well, it, I just if I can't, then I won't repeat it. But I, I didn't know. So anyway, but I, don't, I don't know for if, if Rockio didn't hit the dump button. I guess we're okay. But the, uh, like, like I, that's what I'd like to see a little more of that heart and fire out of the Blues. So Jordan Bennington doesn't feel like he needs to bring it that way. Right, because when Jordan has done that, some call it his antics. Right? Yeah, like that one in Pittsburgh got out of hand. But he's emotional. He wears it on his sleeve. You know, we see that from a player that's a skater, and we're going to go like, yeah, that's what you want to see. Now, we need a little more composure in those situations. I thought it was fine. I, I I just want to see Jordan Bennington come in and be Jordan Bennington. I think he's going to get pushed by Joel Olfer. Joel is a terrific young goaltender. Uh, obviously, I think they'd like to probably see Hofer get into about 30 games and about 50 games for Bennington. But it was no surprise, guys, two years ago when you had the goaltending going back and forth between Bennington and Huso. Uh, Randy, remember, I was on the air with you guys a lot going, uh, Bennington will be in net at some point in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And it was Bennington that took the net in Colorado. I just Because that's his time. He Guys, this guy wants to win. I talked to him about this like, like, and, and it's contagious. He doesn't give a darn about most of the other stuff. He just wants to win. And and I haven't seen pretty much that attitude from any goaltender we've had here at that level since, honestly, since I've been a part of this organization. So uh, I don't need to see anything special out of Jordan Bennington other than just be Jordan Bennington and we're going to be fine. Finally, Curbs, the Blues always do a great job of getting the fans ready for the season. And 101 ESPN and Bud Light are bringing folks Blues and Brews on Friday night, September 22nd at the Anheuser-Busch Brewery. Uh, getting fired up for the Blues season with an outdoor street party featuring live music and uh, appearances by Blues players and alumni, food trucks, Blues merchandise, 101 ESPN giveaways and more. And that'll be September 22nd over at the brewery. And that'll be a lot of fun. Man, it's going to be a ton of fun. I have, if people haven't been to the brewery in a while, I actually did a brewery tour a couple of weeks ago that was just spectacular, uh, and I hadn't done one in, in quite a while. If you haven't done it, get over there. Like, and, and so they're going to block off that one main street that kind of goes down from where the bottling uh, plant is, kind of up the middle, and uh, going to put a stage in there and, and have this great event, and we're going to have players on stage. I'll be emceeing with, with Joe Vitale, and we're, we're, we're going to have a terrific night. Blues and Brews, and you know, with with the rhythm and blues theme that the Blues have this year, where there's going to be so much more tied into music and, and, and the aspects of, you know, just the rhythm of St. Louis around, guys. It's, it's, it's going to be a great way, so uh, thrilled that we got one-on-one partnering up with this and this stuff this year, and that's going to be a terrific way to kick off camp. And then we've got that 2 o'clock face-off on Saturday the 23rd against the Arizona Coyotes.
And Curbs, uh, for those that aren't aware of it, we can tell it now. I guess the statute of limitations has passed. When Bill Laurie bought, he did buy the Vancouver Grizzlies back in 2000. And then yeah, uh, the NBA said you have to keep them in Vancouver for a year and then you can move them, no problem. And he pulled out of the deal. But the team was going to be renamed the St. Louis Rhythm NBA team. And it was going to be Rhythm and Blues. Uh, so that would have been pretty cool. So I'm glad they're uh, re- reviving Rhythm and yeah. Blues. But how fun would that have been to have the St. Louis Rhythm and the St. Louis Blues in that building? There's and, and Randy, as you know, there's there's more to that story. So of course he had the Grizzlies bought, from my understanding, and because of the lease situation in Vancouver, the NBA said, "Look, okay, buy the team. We want you to have the team, uh, and but what we need you to do is we need you just to stay quiet about moving the team to St. Louis. Don't say anything because of the lease situation that we've got to get it figured out in Vancouver." Somebody in the process, and it wasn't clearly, clearly wasn't Bill Lurie, somebody in the process leaked the fact that they basically had this agreement for him to buy it and move the team to St. Louis. They leaked it when they shouldn't. It caused a brouhaha, and then they said, you're going to have to keep the team in Vancouver for another five years because of this lease. And, Bill, that's when Bill Lurie said, nope, that wasn't part of the deal, and he backed out of it. Right. So, yeah, that's a uh, – it was, yeah, I mean, the city was that close to having an NBA team there, and uh, and unfortunately, it just uh, it didn't happen. And then months later, Michael Heisley buys him and has to keep him in Vancouver for a year anyway before moving him to Memphis. It, it wound up being only a year. And it wound up only being a year, yeah. Isn't, it, isn't, that, isn't that crazy how that yeah. works? But, yeah, somebody leaked, somebody leaked the story. Uh, and that created a brouhaha that basically scuttled the deal for Bill Laurie. And, by the way, a brouhaha is bigger than a kerfuffle. <laughs> <laughs> It's definitely bigger than a kerfuffle. A brouhaha is, you know, those are those are special moments. Brouhaha's are, are, are special yep. moments of intensity. Yeah, I would think. Yeah, I no agree with you. About it. Yep. Yeah. Kerfuffles are something you have with your kid and a stuffed animal. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, it's here. A, a brouhaha is like uh, Cadre and, and Bennington. A kerfuffle is Bennington like swinging his head, his stick from like three feet away. That's a kerfuffle, yeah. and a brouhaha is when the guy gets knocked out. Totally with you. I, I think those are good analogies. I love it. All right. Perfect. Curbs, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. It's always great to talk to you. Welcome back, and uh, glad you had a great time. All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, thanks, Brooke. Have, have an awesome week, you three, and we'll talk to you next week. All right. We'll see you later. Voice of the Blues, Chris Kerber, 101 ESPN.